so it seems he holds just enough of his mind to be especially dangerous. The feral wiles of a wolf cannot hold a candle to man's malevolent intelligence. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM Trevor, and I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. Oh no. No oh, return. It's just a song. I felt bad for a second, but it's now just I a don't. Song. Yeah, no, don't feel bad for me. <laughs> you should know better by now. Don't feel bad for me. I never feel bad. Sarah didn't just <laughs> kick you out, because that's the vibe no, I'm getting no. See, from uh There's my, okay. my, my shelf behind me now. She's hey, actually yeah. about to leave, but she's just going to the gym. She'll be back later. I promise. That's what you I, think. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> She's going out for milk. She's never coming back. Yep. Right. That would suck because we only have one car. <laughs> I have always thought that that would be the greatest name for a bar is the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. I yeah, will be back funny. later. The office. I've seen the office. I'm going to be at the office. I'll be at the office late. That's always a fun one. Well, that's like I always love. I always thought in Simpsons, the reason it was Moe's is because it's like you're going to your friend Moe's house and then Marge finds out that Moe's is the name of the tavern. But I think, I don't know, I might be just looking into it, but I thought, because he's always like, I'm going to Moe's. And she's like, okay. And I just thought she he was going to Moe's house. It's just this I, friend, Mo. Marge is not that dumb, okay? True, yeah. Marge. Yeah. Marge, yeah. Marge, is, Marge is Lisa got her smarts from somewhere. Yeah, true. true well, true, true. ironically, if you watch the first season, Homer's not that dumb either. Yeah, he, true. He yeah, clearly true. gets kicked in the head a couple of times. <laughs> he got kicked in a horse about season, kicked in the head by a horse about season seven. Yeah. God, I hate getting kicked in the horse. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Jake, Jesus. <laughs> You're never the same after horses. that. Yeah. <laughs> also, I do. I, this is not what I was planning on talking about, but I do. I don't know tr- what Christian's job is, but I know what Jake's job is, and I'm giving a shout out to Jake and his job of of lifting heavy things because this weekend I did nope. eighty do hours anymore. of physical. Not anymore, but I know he did for a long time, and. I did like 40 hours in two days of physical lifting and labor, and I wanted Sounds to blow. Sounds impossible, but go my on. God, yeah, yeah, I know, okay, I know, okay, I know. Okay, I know, yeah, I know. Well, just, check check your mouth like on that, that one, okay? It felt like it. And, and to know, I was thinking like, God, I have friends that do this for a job. They have to do this as their every day, and I want to blow my goddamn brains out. And uh, it was just lifting. Things. I was just lifting boxes of tile because I was tiling my shower. And I was like, this is what Jake does. Jake just lifted things. And uh, I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> R- Raymond's ready to tap out after two days of manual labor. Oh, it's the, <laughs> the most I lift is a microphone at my mouth. That's the most I ever lift. I don't lift anything else heavier than that. And having to lift boxes of tile, I just fucking... So you felt that after two days of doing that? Can you imagine how Jake feels emotionally and physically I know. every single day of his life? That's why I'm giving him a shout out. Because I was like, how did you do this for so long? It was rough. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't do it well. I'll say that much. <laughs> I, yeah. When we first started the podcast, I had just gotten out of a job where I was working six days a week doing shit like that. No, oh, you were so. still doing it when we started the show. I was. Yeah, you were working at FedEx for like a solid nine months still while the show was starting. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. See, my brain just tries to like push that period of time back. <laughs> You're in the last bit of Christmas rush, dude. <sighs> Remember this? We started recording the show in 2021, buddy. I know. Seriously. That's true. Uh, Think back. That's true. Where were you when Raymond was hit by a car? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was still busting tables. <laughs> oh. 
how all far right, we've see. all climbed. Yeah. I was in the street getting hit by a car. That's where I was. <laughs> that was developing a phobia of no, Mary So that's Kay. the thing. We hadn't aired the first episode when Raymond got hit by a car. It hadn't been aired yet. We had only recorded the first oh, seven. That's and right. We had 10 in the can before we even oh, re- released right. the show. Well, I got hit in September. Yep. Yeah, and then you when got did we... hit. No, okay. No, that's right. You got hit yeah. the week after we launched. Yeah, because I got hit, there, the, I got hit we the week after Labor Day. At midnight w- waiting for it yep. to, the initial you know, drop to go. And yeah. I think it was like that weekend you got hit by a car. Labor, like, I got the hit weekend on after September Labor 11th. Yeah, because yeah, I remember in, in the Discord, someone, I think Charis said, well, Raymond got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everyone was like, oh, damn. And they're like, no, 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 he got hit by a car. Like, for real, actually hit by a car. <laughs> like, and he was not in a car. He was on a motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So, oh boy, that was yeah, I was driving that fucking motorcycle. That's what you get. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously, shame on me. Um, but yeah, I wanted to give a shout out because I fucking wanted to blow my brains out. Um, hey, you want to know something? So did I. <laughs> but here you are. <laughs> if I, if I wouldn't have made it as long as you. I know for a fact. I would have either quit or or just jumped off a bridge if I had to do that as long I as you. I had did a lot it. of unhealthy things going on in my yeah. life at that point yeah. in time. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I will say that I. I get a lot more, or like when I did, I, I used to get a lot more satisfaction from manual labor jobs than I have doing my desk job type stuff a lot of the time. I mean, not not so much anymore, but for a while, uh, I really missed times when I worked like in a warehouse or something like that, just because you could see the fruits of your labor as they happened every day. You could see, oh, I did all of that stuff. Look at it. You can see it. Whereas now it's like, well, I committed it up to get. Can you see that? <laughs> yeah. Look at my commit notes. I did this. <laughs> I mean, I did. I did construction <laughs> renovation for years, and then I was like, how could I not do this? Oh, I know. I'll be a silly goose, and then I don't have to do this anymore. And then that's how. Now I hate it, and I hate it, and I did it this weekend again. Mike never I, has done a drip of physical labor in his entire life. He uh, like he like drove by somebody. Well, he drove by like a bunch of people like digging a ditch and was like, how do I not do that ever in my life? And he's be like, smart. oh yes, I will become a physicist. <laughs> to be fair, I did work at McDonald's for a while in high school. Shut the fuck up. Than, I know that's not like quite physical, but it is emotionally draining. Yeah, it's very, it is emotional. I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I did say McDonald's that. for a yeah. few months in college. Yeah. That wasn't great. And let's not pretend that you did like a year long stint at McDonald's or you like you I, served your nickel. I, I did. I no. I did work at McDonald's for almost exactly a year. Oh. Also, waiting tables though is is a different breed. I think everybody should be required to like work two to three months in the service industry, so that when they go to this to a restaurant, they know how to act like a fucking human being. That's what mm-hmm. I think. I think everybody Listen, has. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely Listen, correct. I, I worked at a coffee shop outside of a state legislative building, so that's close enough. Yeah, that's hey, that's still service. You are still offering people service, and that counts. But I mean, I I, I did my stint in retail for a while. I was a sales yeah. manager for Sharp Image years ago. Blast from the past, and right after right? that, I worked Jesus at Comp Christ. USA. Blast from the past. Yeah, both right? those Two places that closed don't down. Exist anymore. Like, with yeah, the bankruptcy know. within like a couple of years of you working there. Oh yeah, no Sharp Image <laughs> shut down fault. within a year of me leaving. I was at another job, and they're like, the manager and the assistant manager quit. You want to come back and be the manager? I'm like. <laughs> No, bad times. Yeah, I did I that, and I bust tables for a while, like through temping agencies and stuff. But yeah, I'd never want to do that again. No thanks. No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. No. I don't know. I feel like I could have done the coffee job again if I was like getting paid a livable wage. Like I enjoyed doing that mm-hmm. job. It just didn't pay a lot of money. 
Yeah. My that's funny. Cammy says the same thing. She my wife. She uh she worked at a coffee shop and she was like, if they just treated me like a human and paid me well, I would have loved to stay. Just seems like that's the general consensus of working yeah, at a coffee a, it shop. It was a yeah. fun job. Yeah. I liked doing it. They're it's just like, it's just beans. You get paid nothing. I don't know, right, man. Christian. You should see how people react <laughs> when they can't get their coffee in the morning. They're absolute pricks. Really? Yeah, like I, I, I think I talked about this on the show back in Christmas or one Christmas, but like I ordered something at Starbucks and they didn't have it. And the person was like super apologetic. I'm like, no, I'll just get something else. Not a big deal. Not your mm-hmm. fault. You don't order the stuff. And I mean, yeah. other people bought it and they're like, thank you so much for not being the devil. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I don't understand it. Why are, why are it, people yeah, so It's mean? this customer is always right mentality. It's just like bend over Customers backwards. Customers are people. always right in matters yeah. of taste. Everybody forgets the last bit. It says in matters of taste. Customers are moron. Probably seven out of ten times. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> raise that. That's what they're right. number. You need to raise that number up. Make that like eight <laughs> or nine times out of ten. Fuck, fuck people. Even when I'm right at a restaurant as the customer, and I know for a fact the restaurant fucked up, I'm still like, I apologize so much. Yeah, for, right. I'm so sorry. Can you send? I'm sorry. This back? I ordered this and you made it wrong. <laughs> right. Please don't hate me. That was always my thing, though. Is fucking because because I didn't make your. I'm the server. I didn't make your food. I pushed it into a computer. And then there's a lost in the chain of command. I didn't do dick to your food. I brought it out to you. Don't yell at me. Let me go get the cook for you. And you can yell at him. They won't take that shit. I don't though. think I've ever like gotten mad at a server for any of Micah, that. Right. When you were, like uh, when you were being dick, a food yeah, runner, but... was anybody, uh, did you, were you ever verbally accosted? Oh yeah. Cause you worked at a fancy restaurant. I, I worked at a very bougie bar in uh like, yeah, outside of Detroit. Yeah. We've talked about uh, it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally was never like verbally accosted because all I did was like bring the food out. And uh, if they complained about it, I didn't listen. I just went back to the kitchen because I'm not the server. They don't tip me. So Hell I don't yeah. give a shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, are you the expo? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Uh, yep. Just brought the food out. That was my favorite. When I was an expo, people would be like, excuse me. And I'd be like, Mm-mm. nope. <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> take take, take <laughs> nope. it up with your server. <laughs> Wrong guy. I didn't do it. I put your chives on top. That's all I fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm qualified to do. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, because uh, you better believe those people in suburban Detroit are fucking pricks. Like yeah, these rich assholes imagine. who, yeah, they're pretty insane. I just got to be mean to people while they were driving when I worked at FedEx. And that was the only silver lining about that job was just parking wherever the fuck I wanted to. Yeah. And then being mean to people when they wanted to be shitty about it. Like I parked behind this guy that was in a coffee truck one time, like delivering someplace and every place I'm at, I'm there for like 30 ish seconds. Cause I, all I have to do is like carry in an envelope or a box and then I leave. It's pretty simple. And I like park and I get out and I'm walking in with a handful of stuff and the guy walks past me, sees my truck there and he goes, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, really? And then walked inside <laughs> and delivered my packages. Fuck yeah. I'm like, What are you going to do? Move my truck? Fuck you. Eat that. There's cameras in there. Yeah. Also, I mean, unless you're blocking his driveway, which I'm sure you probably didn't. No, it was a it was a business. Yeah. Fuck that. It's like I, and then like, I don't know, a minute went by and then I went back out and I drove away. And that was that. That's all I robbed that dude of. <laughs> no, but he's going to, he, he probably complained about you to all of his friends. To who? And you, I, I, yeah, right. <laughs> people all like that don't friends. have friends. Yeah, true, true. I really <laughs> like the, the one that videoed you struggling with a mattress. That's the one that Wait, I what? really, really like. There's oh, a yeah. what? Wait, who, yeah, what when, I was, when I was working at FedEx, there was this one uh, customer they're not really customers. Uh, but there yeah. was this one person who lived there 
at a house and they had like a ring camera when those were first getting like real popular. And it was not too long after I started and they ordered like a like a king size purple mattress oh. and I had to carry it and I struggled with it. And so they took like a little video of it and then posted it to their shitty like this like 30 year old milk toast white dude like just posted it just says bad delivery driver underneath it like fuck you I don't work there anymore so I feel no shame in saying I he fucking put like his his YouTube account was just his name you know what I mean like this yeah. older dude like in his 30s or 40s so I saw the name and was like oh that's funny and then I curb stomped the shit out of everything he ever bought that got delivered <laughs> golly hell yeah vengeance Jesus well, that, yeah, well, I mean, like the worst Mason? part was that it, is this person in yeah. Mason. Yeah, the worst Perfect. part about exactly. it was. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, yep. Okay. the The worst part about it is that you could hear like they recorded it with a cell phone from their computer monitor, so it's like shitty quality. But the on fuck? top of that, uh, yeah, what? on top of that, you can hear them like going like, "Look at him!" Like because I had to drag it the rest of the way to their garage, and they were like mad about it. I'm like, "Oh, you, you were there, and you yeah, didn't right? Help you me? didn't fucking help." Yeah, that's also this is. It's your, it's his mattress. He now has to sleep on on the mattress that you're dragging on the floor. Yeah, who only knows all the other stuff he didn't get delivered yeah. either. <laughs> See his name just chucking out the window. <laughs> oh, it didn't get chucked out the window. God it got destroyed, quote unquote, and then I blamed delivered. it on the belt. Yeah, smart, very smart. Then I wrote a code on it, and after that happens three times, it gets sent back to shipper and repeat ad infinitum because they couldn't afford to fire me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Next level the passive comes aggressive. Out. That's yeah, worker right? power the, right the, there. The That's yeah, awesome. I didn't do out. anything to that person Workers until the they recorded unite. me without Hell my yeah. consent or knowledge and then made fun of me for something out of my control. At that Very point, true. eat cum. <laughs> Jesus. Just straight up. My God. I mean, it's true. You, I mean, it's not like you're the bad guy. You didn't start. You didn't start That's off. That's debatable. I definitely did a bad thing. No, I definitely he's retaliated he's the bad the guy. Bad. No, no, no. No, but before not, you didn't do anything until he made the first move. And then you just fucking born, they're creative, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to cut that part out. That's from the manifesto of like that school shooter at the mall a couple of years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't have to cut it out. We just cut out the part that it's about a school shooter. Yeah, See? it's from beep. Yeah. Creative <laughs> editing. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Also, oh, I'm sure that, that chuckle fuck wasn't the first person to say that. Yeah, no. He's not I, that I'm, interesting. I'm, okay, how about uh, what is bullshit. better, to be born evil or to overcome, or to be born good or overcome your evil through great uh, will? Effort. Through great effort. Great efforts. Yeah. yeah. Also the voice of Mario. What? Did you not know yeah. that? Yeah. What? Is, is that The is that voice true? of Parthenax is the voice actor for Mario and has been since like the mid-90s. The old, the old dude? Yeah, the, Martin, the dragon. DeMartinet. Yeah. yeah. Parthenax. What? I didn't know that. I, I know the dude that was Mario, but I didn't know he was the oh same voice as Oh my fucking god! That's crazy! <laughs> You're now one of the 10,000. Yeah. I was just I, thinking the yeah, same thing. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, Charles... Charles Martinet. Y you learn something new every day in <laughs> Roll for Intent. Yeah, Could you imagine getting uh, to the top of the mountain after getting through Har uh, High Hrothgar, and then it's like, it's -a me! <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. Yeah, I'm... They should have thrown an Easter egg in there. I have to think through uh, Skyrim completely differently now. Oh, wow, no, that's... he's evil, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a mod out there. I'm sure there's I a mod. I teach you this a dragon run shout. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am almost positive there exists a, a mod for Skyrim double enhanced <laughs> ultra edition. Yeah. 
Masters yeah, collection. I mean, <laughs> if we've got one that turns all the dragons into Thomas the Tank Engine, which is the most horrifying one, yeah, then that's this must exist. No, it's not. The most horrifying mod that I've seen is playing Monster Hunter with a mod that adds Jiggly Bones dicks to every single monster model. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I remember you telling me about that one. God yeah. damn it. Oh, that's great. Can you imagine fighting an Anjananth and then just, <laughs> just a big, big floppy cock? I don't cock. think I want to imagine God that. God damn it. God damn it. Uh, uh, the uh. physics and everything. It's, it's, uh, we're living in the future. Can you imagine <laughs> having to program that? Like having to be the guy who's writing oh, the code. Imagine that. it might get happened. Yeah, right, we're we're living in the worst timeline. That guy was so excited when he did it. He was like, "This you ever is going to be." Why God incredible. doesn't talk to us anymore? <laughs> God is, is dead. Uh, killed him with a God remains dead, and we have killed him. Uh, oh, name of the episode: Jiggly Bone Dicks. All right, <laughs> we're adults. Yeah. Christian has just been silent this whole time. It's like these <laughs> whippersnappers. He's over there collecting yeah, even more this, dust. That, I've never is, played a monster yeah. hunter. This is millennial conversation. <laughs> hey, Jake's not a millennial. I Mike mean, God should be so judgmental. He had sex with one of his children. Who? <laughs> God. It's where Jesus yeah. came from. He's the incestuous yeah. son of, of, of an affair. <laughs> Oh, God We're getting into some doctrinal debates here that I don't think <laughs> exactly. any of us are qualified to talk about. Dad, get your dad in here. Wars have been fought over this. <laughs> I do not have the philosophy degree or the theology degree to sit here and wax poet, uh, poetic about um, the, the weight of this moral question. But what I do have is long-lasting trauma. So oh, I think I can so use that. Much. There's so much. Ironically, and this has never been brought up, but even though I probably should have, the only philosophy class I ever took was the philosophy of sex. And that was a class in my college. <laughs> and I took it because I fucking, because it was there. And I was like, Greendale this is College is like rad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. It was, I was at my, my university. Was it taught was, by a surfer dude with who it, wore sunglasses? It was. It was taught by Keldrick. No, it absolutely was taught by this this dude. His name was Chaz. That was his name. Oh my God. Perfect. Perfect. I have a picture of it. I couldn't Hold have on, Chaz. better. Hold one. on. This is I don't, Chaz. We can, Professor Chaz. He looked, philosophy I'm telling you. Banging. I know. I'm telling you right now. He looked exactly like uh, Garth from Wayne's World, and I what I did was I took a picture of him and I put him side by side with Garth from Wayne's World, and they are they're the exact same person. And I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna post it. Oh my god, he does look like him. <laughs> right? <It> is, wow, <laughs> he looks just like him. <laughs> that is the perfect professor for <laughs> philosophy, philosophy of, of sex. sex and love. Wow. <laughs> Hell yeah! Wow, that is that's good. Right? It's good. It's good. I didn't, you know that dude lace pipe. He's gonna give you that PH dick. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, well, I'll I have to it. cut this one off. I'm not even just saying a little off the top. <laughs> He's got to circumcise this whole banter. <laughs> Jesus, so much of this is just not gonna get in. Oh, that was in. good. That was a good banter. Come yeah, on, that's good. I, know, that, I know. I know. I say it all the time. Every, yeah, and every that's time for the our banters for are banter. good. Sarah yeah, has yeah. just from... given up trying to reel us in at this point. I'm pretty Hell sure. Yeah, that's Hell that was yeah. the goal. I thought she gave in like three months into it. <laughs> no, no. There are discussions almost every week. Like you cannot do this. I'm like, I'm gonna. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. 
gonna book <laughs> Uh, and then you drive into oncoming traffic. Yeah, like the one yep. that's going to be releasing next week. That's the whole bite the pillow. We're going and dry. And that's how the episode starts. <laughs> yeah, right? that one's so, great. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> know who else is uh, about to get stuck in a thorny situation? See, I don't even know. That's a bad segue, but I, I want to use it. I, don't care. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, you know who else is about to go and dry? <laughs> no, see, I can't because we said that a couple episodes ago. So I don't yeah. know. When has that, that, that stopped you from reusing uh, transitions? <laughs> right? like you've, done, you've done the Mr. Rogers neighborhood transition so many times. <laughs> you know what? The amount of times that you've told us the other to side of the door. Is, I, yeah, I, the amount of times that we Yeah, silent as the grave. And when, you know well, when Yosef was alive, what can idiom. the rat man do? We heard that every single time. It was Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel personally attacked. I'm done, guys. <laughs> That's all it took? No, this has been building for months. It comes out. <laughs> I'm going to annihilate my family now. <sighs> <laughs> Villains are not born. They're created. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have like a discovery ID. Like what pushed him over the edge? <laughs> Somebody got mad for me saying silent as the grave one too many times. He was playing make believe until he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, listeners. It's your friendly GM, Trevor, here, thanking you for just being you. Someone who loves TTRPGs and enjoys listening to the stories we like to tell using dice. We've released over 100 hours of content so far between Roll for Intent and Creator's Corner, and we've loved every minute of it. If you've loved it, too, we would love to hear from you. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. If someone is looking for shows to check out, recommend us if you think they'd like it, too. Come check out our weekly Reddit posts or maybe just drop by the Discord to tell us hi and maybe join some games at rollforintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the game. Well, last week, you guys were in, in a heap of shit. I mean, let's just let's just call it like it is. You began last week with William down, Cecil down, Tacitus hurting real bad, Asmortrin still fresh as a daisy like he always is somehow. <laughs> Cowardly fucking alchemists. <laughs> Jal, uh, still in control of his druid powers while being uh, imbued by his powers, werewolf had cast grease up the cave into the main hallway that you had found yourself coming down and upon Jal. Billion had been brought low. The wolf was ready to continue to take a bite out of crime. Our old buddy Muckwork comes down, pours a potion into Billiam's throat, down his throat, not into his throat. That wouldn't do anything. Up he goes, and he runs. Tacitus uses his mirror implement to flank to try to get a couple more hits in on Jal, but he gets knocked out by a crit. Right? That was a crit that took you down, or was it just a regular old hit? It was a crit, I believe. It was a crit. That's what I thought. He makes the stupid decision of making his real double be on top of the uh, pavilion behind him, and nobody can get to him. Everybody runs. They decide that they're going to use the blueprints that they had gotten from upstairs to see if they could figure out a way to get to him easily. And Billiam goes tearing down the hall to the north awakens some Cairn Whites that bust out a sarcophagi at the end of the hallway, but he just keeps on trucking. 
they have no idea what's going on in the room with Tacitus. They hear splashing. They hear yelling. They don't know what's happening. Billiam finally makes his way around a strange hallway down onto the pavilion, scoops up Tacitus. Muckwort is in tow on Billiam's shoulder because I let these guys use hero points when I shouldn't to do things that they shouldn't be able to do because it's fun. Muckwort jumps off, revives Tacitus. Tacitus runs up. Jal, enraged, lays down a wall of thorns in front of Billiam. And that is where we ended last week. Right now, Cecil and Asmordrin are looking in the face of a disgusting cairn white that has made its way down the hallway. They have already dusted one of them. But Asmordrin, you are up with this disgusting, decaying, decrepit dragger in your face. What do you do? Uh, we are going to go with a uh, junk bomb because why not absolute garbage junk bomb although I'm going to step back first oh man you want to splash yourself Woo-hoo. and ooh that is an 18 on the die for a total of a 30 yeah that's going to be a hit big solid whack and... in fact that's not just a hit that's a crit buddy oh wow Alright, nice. well that is going to be 12 damage on the dice, which is going to be 24, plus another 4 points of slashing damage. Yeah, let's just describe your kill, because he just Woo-hoo. pasted and just Nailed gone. this guy in the face with the shrapnel bomb, just tearing his head apart. Catches it with his teeth. Cecil, are, are, are we supposed to run now? What's, what's the plan? I... <laughs> I think we just wait a moment. Uh, okay. Up next is Jaws' faithful companion, who can't really do anything but howl. And he is Here, going to do puppy, absolutely puppy, puppy. nothing. <laughs> Come and get us, puppy, puppy, puppy. <laughs> Cecil, you are up. Well, I'm not going to walk down the hallway to where those creepies are at, so, uh, hmm. I guess we, uh, should probably just wait, I think. I guess, yeah, I can't think of anything else to do beyond just delaying my turn or just skipping it entirely. All right, sounds good to me. But Billiam, this is really the Billiam show at this point. (laughs) Billiam is trapped by a roughly 20 foot deep thicket of brambles in front of him. Not just brambles. These things are big old spikes. They look like they would do a number on you if you tried to make your way through. Which you can, but, uh, I mean, you're not doing fantastic in the health department either. Yeah. Um. Hmm. You've got options. You could always run back the way you came. Yeah. You could try to power through these things. You could jump off because this water is coming down somewhere. You knew that the water was coming down from upstairs. You guys almost came down that way to begin with. Right. So you've got options. I don't think I can make it very far in relation to Jaw. I'm going to measure. Remember, you still have haste. I do. So I'm thinking if I can make it. So here, 25. Um, Actually, I can make it. Uh, I could probably make it back to here. 
<clears throat> Although I do want to meet up with my friend Cecil, but it, so remind me um, how much damage I would take if I ran through these spikes. You're going to take 3d4 per five feet of movement. 3d4 and there's four. Wow, I would take 12d4. So it wouldn't kill me. <laughs> but if there's any bad guys on the other side, I'd be pretty fucked. Okay, so Bill's going to run uh, back the way he came. <laughs> So I did, well, I am, I am, yeah, I'm I'm alone <laughs> on the other side of those brambles without weapons. I'm, I'm, oh, you have no I, weapons, I, huh? He has no oh, weapons. I dropped right. my sword. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I, I super ran. I He's actually, got no weapons. I, he doesn't I, have his mirror. I, implement. He doesn't have anything. I do think you're my horse right, right. with you, if that's of any comfort. I, I no, that that guarantees no. my death. Yeah, weapons. I actually do. I have the plus one striking pick. But yeah, I don't have my mirror anymore. Okay. Uh, I do have my tome, but yeah, I'm, I'm not doing so hot. I have three HP. Okay. Then then uh, you'll get three more. Bill's gonna, yeah. I also just got oh, three good. more. Okay, I'm fine. And then. the sure. max damage would be 48, <laughs> and I'd still have over almost 10 health. <laughs> so, oh, let's just do it. We're gonna we're gonna. Bill's gonna turn around and look at y'all and go bye, and we'll just wave. And also, all and, of that uh, is difficult terrain as well. So. Okay, you can so only I can move, move half speed through it. Okay, so I could yeah, do four fine, move actions, though. Exactly. Yeah, because I have haste. All right, let's do it. So I'm going to move. So that's 10, 20. Do I round down for 25? Because that's my moving speed is 25 feet. Yes. Uh, yes, okay, you so, would. Okay, so that's one action. And so I'll, you can go ahead and roll my 2d4 of, or sorry, 64 of damage. Yeah, hold on just a second. I want to make sure that that's exactly what I need to do. Bill just like puts his head down, holds Muckwort yeah. close to him, and he goes, "Don't look, buddy!" And we barrel through like a oh, running. Oh man, backer. Muckwort's <laughs> got to take some damage too as he goes through. What no, if I guard in, him? We just I'm said Muckwort, him. Muckwort's on. Oh wait, wait, Muckwort's Tacitus on Tacitus because oh, he already gave him the yeah. potion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't roll great. Seventeen points of damage, piercing. Oh, I'm fine. So that's zero and minus twelve is forty. Three. Okay. And we'll go two more. Oh, no, we're not going to go two more. There we go. Two more. Hey, Tacitus. <laughs> I could see you. 17 points again. Damn. All right. So 33, 26. Perfect. Okay. So then I have, I can actually keep keep going. Um, oh, no, I, why can't I? Oh, 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 sorry. I was increasing my health. My apologies. So this is my third move, which I'm going to move 5, 10, 15. And I believe this transports you can just go us. up the stairs. Yeah, that's that's what I did at the end of my last turn. So yeah, technically, I, I am on the uh, floor above. Second floor. Okay. Um, you are good for now. There's okay, no threats cool. immediately apparent to you. So we can just cool your heels there if you want. Cool, and I'll look at Tacitus and go, Oh, Tacitus, and I'll give him a big hug and squeeze his bones. You can hear him crack under your <laughs> grip. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you're okay. I ran like crazy. I broke two doors. I hope I don't have to pay for those. And yeah, that'll end my turn. All right, Tacitus, are you just going to continue up? Are you going to kind of hold with, with Billiam, kind of uh, keep just by his going, side? I'm going up, going up with Billiam. All right, so take your three extra HP next... from your soothing All right. tonic. It's a soothing okay, tonic, okay. right? Yeah, that sounds right. Whatever yep. uh, Muckwort is it down my gullet. No, you gave him the numbing tonic. Numbing tonic, that's right. right. No, so- I got- no, soothing. Soothing is the fast healing. Numbing yeah, is the, the temporary Numbing is the temp HP. Oh, sorry. Yep, that, I got that yep, yep, yep. Okay, up to six HP. And uh, for my turn, I guess I'm just going up to the next floor. Is there anything else I have to deliberate? 
or not not really un- all right. you're good you're you all go right. upstairs and you find yourself in that room with all the smashed bookcases oh okay oh, okay. okay oh yeah yeah, yeah. we're safe up there the, the the grave night we right. might not be safe okay all right i may yeah, have it, spoke too soon this is where the grave night was we gotta we gotta get uh, back and meet up with wait uh has tacitus actually ever seen the grave night you have not seen the grave night no yeah, yeah. What do you mean? A uh, grave knight? Uh, such a gentleman I have not yet observed. Oh, do you don't want to observe him. He's big and scary and green, and he doesn't listen to us at all. We tried talking to him, he just walked right <laughs> through us. Literally, like, no, shit almost literally. Just, I don't even think about you at all. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. the vibe that he gave you last time he yeah. saw you. <laughs> yeah. So we should probably go try to loop around and meet up with Cecil and Asmordrin As- over there. Absolutely. They, they went the other way, didn't they? Yeah, they ran. I ran to the... Yeah, you were dead. But a lot of stuff happened. So we got to go back this way. And Bill points towards the uh, the stairs going down to where All our right. friends are. All right. Up next is Jal's turn. What's up, Jal? None of you can see him, but you can hear him. As Mordrin and Cecil, you hear like a slick sliding noise. Coming from that hallway. That can't be good. Right. And you see him emerge. That's not in the doorway. Staring at you. He big. He is big, isn't he? He's a big old that's a big ass boy. And he howls. Oh. At Asmordrin. Oh. He's gonna attempt to intimidate you. Here comes intimidation. 30. It's a 30 against your will, DC. That is a critical success. You are spooky, too. Happy spooky, too. But as he does that, you realize that that howl was as much a howl of pain as it was of aggression. Go ahead and roll that. uh, Roll that persistent. Uh, That's another 14 poison damage and another two fire damage. And the smoldering, and he, you can see you know, through his fur, it's it's kind of like charred and started to blacken. And there's black veining across his snout. His eyes are bloodshot from more than just the transformation. And he goes down on one knee and lets out a, halt, a halting whimper as he dies in the doorway. No staring way. You down. No way. Yet again, a big beefy beast brought down by persistent damage. Don't sleep on that. <sighs> he shit, had y'all. that for like <laughs> five wow. rounds. I he think. did. It was ridiculous. I kept. I couldn't roll above <laughs> like a twelve. But yeah, the, the persistent damage took this thing out. Good job. Yeah. And as that, that thing goes down, you see his wolf come around the corner. And it gets up next to him and it starts to nuzzle him and sits at its feet, at Jaws' feet, and begins to keep nuzzling him. Tries to roll him over and Jaws begins to shrink back down, transforms back into the form of a man. And the wolf lays over top of him and looks at you, giving you a death stare and growls at you while keeping his head down low near Jaws' face looks away just from you long enough to try to lick him on the face and nuzzle him 
stands there, hackles up, alternating between trying to wake his master and protect him from you. And that is the end of combat. What you gonna do, guys? Well, no, I feel bad. <laughs> so we're, are we, are we going to like kill the wolf now Bill or wait for it to wolf. take revenge? Bill wants that wolf. <laughs> I want to give it to my kids. It knows knockdown. It's like me. It's <laughs> <laughs> Surrogate puppy daddy. Yeah. So the party is split too. You know, you got Cecil and Asmordrin down here on this floor with that strange blue wall of force deal going on to the south of them. Up to the north, we've got, again, that strange altar that is glowing and flickering faintly. Every once in a while, you hear a moan coming from the south. See wispy trails of things traversing in and out through the wall. It is decidedly creepy down here. Don't like it. Nah, no. I want to get the fuck I mean, out of here and go home. I'm thinking about getting a summer home down here. Vacation. Nice you and do cool. that. So, Cecil and Asmorgen, are you going to try to go back the way you came and make your way back up? Or are you going to try to go back around where Cecil was? Or not Cecil. Uh, go back around like, where Billy was? Did he? So, like, to look at him, did he look like he had fresh blood dripping off of him? Because, I mean, we don't know what happened. And he came from the room that we know Billiam was running all the way around to get to. So... We're not no more than he had certain. before last time you had seen him. Okay. Uh, how, how are you doing, Cecil? Uh, not very well. <laughs> and I certainly don't want to stay here. Don't really give a shit about Jaws' body, and I don't want to go down the hallway where all the spooky ghosts are. Because I don't think I can take that many hits from them. We found a teleportation circle in the other room. We should just walk back and take that to the second floor. Yeah, you guys did activate that one, so you could take mm-hmm. it as a quick trip back to the second floor. Uh, do, do we want to check out Charles' body? Do you want to fight the angry wolf? I I mean, I'm fine. So I... <laughs> All right, then you go get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, I could put us back into combat right now. Just you two, Asmorton. Just... <laughs> Duke it out with this this wolf, this big ass wolf. wolf. Just go for it. Just gonna start hucking, begging strips at it. It's fine. I'm pretty certain he won't have anything I can use. So, all right. So, should I take that as you all leave now? We all leave now. We all leave now. now. And I hand Cecil a soothing tonic. You will gain fast healing three for one minute. So you will regain thirty hit points. I'm gonna. I haven't taught myself back off, man. Thank you. Bill, you and Tacitus. Yeah. You're just going to sit there in that disused library? No. In fact, as you're up there, oh, you hear something rooting around uh, on the far end of the room in the stacks. And uh, out walks something that Billion would recognize, but not Tacitus. The ghoul slash Morlock that you met on this floor. Oh, yeah, the girl. Oh, it's you again. You find anything else for me to eat? Mm, No, I would say no, because I don't want her to go downstairs and die because I like her. (laughs) Uh, William, what is this delightful? Oh, sorry. Yeah, my apologies. I should have made an introduction. Tacitus, this is weird 
uh, Muckwort Murloc Goblin. Not Muckwort. Murloc Goblin. Yeah, Murloc <laughs> Goblin Girl. That is whose names I don't remember names. Uh, I don't remember my kids' let me names. Checking my notes. Uh, Augriel. Augriel. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is Augriel. She was super cool when we when we found her, and she didn't hurt us. And and uh, we she mind linked with Cecil, and everything was super chill. So. She's just sort of uh, combing through this gauntlet looking for food. I'm particularly fond of uh, decayed flesh, typically ghouls. I don't like the living. I don't know what it is. I can't get over the screaming part. I think it is. Uh, if you find anything, though, let me know. I'm, uh, I will run out of food here eventually. I'll have to go looking for more. But I, I'm fairly averse to danger. So if, if you find anything, let me know. So things that are no longer living, uh, can we hear whether the uh, the struggle is still ongoing downstairs? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Would we have any hints that Jal is now dead? You would have no idea. All you would have heard yeah. is a loud yeah, okay. howl, if anything. All right. Yeah. How about this, Algriel? When we kill things, maybe I'll bring them to you. And then you don't have to worry about getting hurt. Well, that would be incredibly kind. But remember, I do prefer dead undead. It sounds very strange, but that's the way I prefer it. I can't explain it. You really can't control your own proclivities, you know, but that's what I truly do prefer. When I find undeads that I kill and then they're dead undeads, you're the first person I'll call. Double dead, yes. Perfect. All right, so you're safe. Your buddies, I guess you guys are going to take your way up to the second floor. Nobody's got cell phones. Nobody's got a way to get a message to one another. So how long are you guys going to stay in your respective locations before you go looking for each other or just head back home? I would imagine I would try to go to like the like the, I don't want to say lobby area, but you know the yeah. ground floor where go the opening desk, is to go down. Ask concierge yeah. if they've seen your friends. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah. I, we've we looked at the blueprints. We know where the stairs they were going to go comes out at. So I'm assuming I'm just going to head that direction and think we will come across them at that makes some sense. point yeah. doing that. If you had your way into the library, you'd find them pretty quickly. Sure. And uh, for my part, I'm just heading towards the exit with what little HP I have left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have a total of 30 by the time that all ticks up. Oh, OK. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot it was persistent. Same. Yeah. OK. Up to 30 HP. All right. I, cool. I took a lot, so I don't know if I can get all of that 30, but. I don't yeah, you I think didn't have one had of those. You had a numbing like, comic. He had both. Yeah, I had Oh, both. he did? Okay. But yeah, I think, I probably, but I think I he's only got like four for about rounds. Three left. rounds. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's longer than three rounds, but yeah. Oh, that's right, because you gave it to him when he was on the floor. It took a round yep. to get yeah. out, a round to get around. So he's probably got three or four rounds left. Yeah. Go ahead and take, go ahead and take 12 more HP. Okay. Perfect. All right, so if you guys make your way into the library, you would hear Tacitus and Billion because Billion is not exactly quiet. Hmm. You'll definitely hear him. You'd probably hear the conversation with Augriel, um, depending on how quickly you made your way, and you might even see Augriel. And as even I ah, even as I get closer, I'll just be calling out to them. Billion, Tacitus, are you guys okay? Yeah, we're over here. Oh, good, you got him. Yes, feeling much better now. I got him. I saved him. He was... He was dying. What happened down there? Um, well, uh, 
the werewolf perished. <gasps> you killed him. Oh, I don't think I really did much of anything, but yes, it is dead. It's um, companion wolf is not happy about it, but is staying by the body. So I have neglected to go collect any of his things and see what he had on him. Yeah, I wanted to kill the wolf, but Cecil thought it'd be better to let it suffer and, and linger in anguish. So, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to go back because I'm pretty sure we need to return his body to town. Also, uh, if the, the thorns are now gone, would I be able to retrieve the mirror and the sword that I dropped? Yeah, the thorns only stay around for a minute, so you'd be able to okay. go back. I All mean, right. I, can, I can hand you another of the soothing tonics and you can get 30 hit points back and we can go wreck us a wolf and grab the body. All right. Epic. Epic. <laughs> Let's go curb stomp an animal. Oh, Jesus Christ. So bad. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, Oh, here's this tearjerker moment. And, and uh, as like, I need a new pelt <laughs> here. Puppy, puppy, puppy. He soaks a steak in antifreeze and throws it at him. We're the dog killing party. Like, yeah, damn it, Mordrin, are you PETA? Because you're about to euthanize that animal. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yikes. So, is that what you're going to do? Are you going to go down and, and fight that dog or try to. I think we're just going to go grab the body yeah, and just grab the deal with the bounce. dog accordingly. <laughs> are you going to go get um, Solus's implements as well? I'm going to go yeah. down from the other Tacitus's direction. Solus's implements. Ah, Jesus. Tacitus. <laughs> Tacitus, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go down from the other direction, so I'm on the uh, on the top of the plateau, so I can pick up the mirror and the the sword. It's up to you guys if you want to come with from that direction. I'll go with probably you, just to make yeah. sure you're Do okay. Do notice yeah. that while you are down there, um, you notice these two smallish knives, uh, likely left there by Jal. Also, you have the corpse of one of the werewolf hunters up there that has been disemboweled and badly chewed upon. And there's the other one bobbing in the water like an apple down there he's fine. below the pavilion. Okay, okay. I'm sure he's okay. Yeah. I do want to take those knives. Yeah, um, can I inspect the knife or the knives to uh, yeah, yeah, see if yeah. there's anything special um, about them? I don't think we could do a recall knowledge yeah, I'll let you do a recall. Use use your use your esoteric lore at a minus two. Yeah, sure. Uh, rolling in Foundry because I don't have my dice with me. So that is a plus 13 minus two. So that is a 27 for a 25. These two are very, very nice weapons. Ooh. You've got a pair of plus one striking Katars. So they both have oh. a plus one potency rune on them and they both have a striking rune on them. Okay, uh, can you spell Qatar for just a moment? I'm going to go ahead and drop it on your character sheet. Okay. There you go. Oh, based. Epic. Very, very nice. They are finely that, made. Oh, they're punching daggers. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. They're like a punching dagger. But yes, you are able to obtain your implement and weapon again without, in- okay. without incident. All right, cool, cool, cool. And we've already done a perception check of this room, right? I think Cecil did it right when we walked down. Yeah. Um, in the, this room? Yeah. In yeah. The room? Okay. Then, okay. Then I don't want to do one when we get down here. I don't need to perceive. Yeah. No perception required. 
Things are dead. We are not. Okay, so, the wolf. Are you going to engage in another combat with this sucker, or what's the plan? We wouldn't even see him. He's not technically in the cavern. He's... Because if they went up the thing and over, right, if they're over up. here. So like you said something yeah. about getting the body, so you'd have to go after him in some way. No, we'll come back for it. I'd just be worried that something here, might snag the body while we're gone. Indeed, there are a lot of undead things about. Well, I wouldn't wish for this body to come back to life. Let, let's just go grab it, William. If, if, okay. we have to, yeah. if we have to make a rug out of that dog, we'll do that. But maybe it'll just run off. Did you guys kill the both of the undead creatures down there? Did you run from one of them? Oh, yes. Those those things you unleashed as you were yeah. running through <laughs> doors. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the two the two humanoid looking ones, they came at us. We dealt with them. But there's okay. a, a bunch of other things up there. I thought I saw some hands and some. Yeah, they look, well, they look like giant hairballs that a cat might hack up. Like, yeah, ah, I remember. Ah, yeah, Tacitus, ah, you missed ah, a lot of freaky ah, shit. <laughs> in the 30 seconds you were unconscious shit got weird yeah. <laughs> yeah also so here's a here's a question uh for the gm would the town would the people of the town know that these were jaws daggers because if so that's proof it's enough that not likely okay then i want his body then all right let's go down and get it i i have a bottle of lightning too i'll I'll nail him with it. It'll make him so easy for you to hit. Maybe you'll just crit him to death right away. Yeah, maybe. Quick and painless. Maybe I could tame him and bring him home to my kids. Or at the very least, would you be able to frighten it so it would run away? Oh, yeah, that too. Just come on. We'll we'll go give him the Tovin treatment. It'll be fine. Just yell at him. (laughs) Jesus. God damn. (laughs) Damn. Wow. All right, let's do it. All right. Do you have your <laughs> healing that you did? You take your extra thirty healing, or your no? You don't get any extra thirty healing. I took William. twelve. You're, you got yeah. your 12. no. I gave him another thirty. I had one left. Oh. Ah. Okay. Sweet. Um, Cecil, also, are you with them yes, C- in the pavilion? Cecil could probably yeah. give you a medicine check. We're not in like a hurry. Oh, we yeah. don't need to Can race down there. Can you treat wounds on me so that I'm not wounded anymore? Uh. It's Am not I? been an hour. It's not been an yeah, hour. I was about to say is I don't. I don't think it's been but long I enough. What, did you treat wounds on me within the last hour? He just battle yeah. medicined him. He yeah. never treated wounds on when him. No, you he, guys he treated treat wounds. wounds on him after the fight with the Scalathrax, uh, which was almost immediately before this. Yes, this is true. Okay. Ah, you got 30 hit points, or 42 got, hit points. I have 68 hit points. I'm good. Oh, there you go. You're fine. And then yeah, when okay. you rage, you're going to get another 7 or 8. What do you get nowadays? Can I... Still, can I rage? Because... How long? What's the what's the it's what's ten the minutes cooldown of rage? Or no, it's one minute. It's one minute. You're fine. Is it one minute? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, one minute. We're good. We're good. I thought it was. 10 yeah, you know, for if, some if you guys want to heal someone real quickly, I'm down to thirty out of fifty three, so not terrible, but I would take some healing. What did? I'm out. I've used all okay. of my healing. I can give it a shot on uh, Tacitus. Sure. I, I know if you punch Cecil, he could go into his unleashed psyche state and then start healing us really quick. <laughs> hey, look at that. Oh, oh no need. Oh, no, yes. what was that? <laughs> uh, that was a medicine check at a 25, so 2d8 plus 10. Oh, well, it would help if I wrote roll. <laughs> you should just get the medicine macro. That's you. 
Hell <laughs> yeah. Points. I'm also, up to I do want to suggest 47 us. HP. Oh, nice. I do want to suggest that we don't come down the way. Like, I think we should go up the stairs and then go through the secret door again because I don't want to go the way that I barreled through because that's where all the hand and hair is. Hand and hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of hairy palms. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think we should I think we should loop around since we're taking the time. Let's loop around, that, go back to this the, where the Scalithraxes are and then open that's that secret That's a punk door. rock band name if ever I've heard yeah. it. Have <laughs> you guys heard the Meta hand and hairs? You guys got to get back to town. Right, so yes, that's another yes, thing. Yes, yes. So we can do yeah. this, and, and then are, grab the body and go. It's up to you how long this fight takes, Trevor. Yeah, we right, want it to go quick. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> he then summons two I more wolves. Fudge dice. <laughs> I don't fudge dice. The rest of the cavern caves in, and you all die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One too many bombs characters. in such a weak, weak structure. <laughs> all right. So, are you going? Are you going to try to like? ward this dog off in some way first or what's so, the plan here I'm, I'm thinking of scaring it but i'm hoping i can i, I it doesn't come racing after me once i take uh, I can, physically I can take your, its master <laughs> i can make you really big billion maybe he'll think your jaw if you just rub a bunch of his blood on you <laughs> i'm down to get big if you want to make me Gross. big, that's fine but i will i'm, I'm assuming we also don't still have haste because because the combat ended no that's yeah. gone okay yeah, that's what I figured. Um, oh, I can't get rid of it. Um, but yeah, I'm down to get big, and then I could easily carry Jaw. Um, and Jaw's medium sized now, so he's fun. Oh, true, 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 true. Either way, so oh, this right. isn't exactly the uh, the mechanic of my lantern of empty light, but I could try to use it to distract the uh, the the wolf. You could, Ooh. yeah. So. On a failure, it becomes fascinated by the lantern's light, which doesn't mean it's like that. You're not is able- a fantastic yeah. idea. So, Hell yeah. Okay. So I would like to try that. So I'm going to reach down into my belt and pull out this uh, weird blue lantern and uh, shine the light in the wolf's eyes. Um, it has to make a DC 20 will check. Okay. Well, I'm going to say that this thing is a little bit odd. Uh, down right now uh, okay. because he is definitely uh, distracted himself by his his feels so here comes my roll He's a sad boy that's a 18 okay that is a failure so it is now fascinated uh, adjudicate that as you want uh, 10 minutes Damn. oh shoot okay yeah or, or it, it's as long it's as long as I sustain up to 10 minutes Oh, okay. So you should yeah. be good as long as um, okay. I'm gonna have billion roll for stealth though, because you can still knock somebody out of a fascinated if you're yeah. stupid. Okay, well, plus nine stealth roll. Let's give it a shot. It's gonna take a big minus to it, so I wouldn't be 16 super worried. Minus you're plus fine. nine, twenty five. You're fine. You're good. You're yeah. able to snatch Jaw up without issue. <gasps> nice, good job, Smell not like killing blood. this poor puppy. Okay, so are you going to just shine this thing at it all day or something? If, because instead of putting it down, we're leaving it to wander around this undead <laughs> murder dungeon without yeah. its master. Actually, what we'll do Yay is we'll us. just we'll just put the lantern down, and then the dog will stare at it until it starves to death. <laughs> Jesus! No, you have to sustain. So no. wait, wait, yeah, wait, or wait. ten minutes elapsed. Whichever okay, comes here, first. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Everybody, get into this room right here, and then. 
uh, uh, Tacitus, you're going to hold the light and then, and then everybody get in the room and then I'll shut this. It's a secret door and I'll just shut the secret door as you pull the lantern in and we'll shut the secret door. Uh, that's a fine enough plan. All right. Oh, Bill can't move. Bill sad. And you do that. All right. Now count, count down from three. And three, I'll- two, one. Shut door. Was it three, three, two, one, go or three, two, one? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, hold on. We should, right. have, we should have adjudicated this beforehand. <laughs> three. Okay. So we go on. Do you want to go on one or do you want to go on go or zero? Go on go. Do, go, go on go. Yes. On one. Okay. And go is going to come after one or is it three, yes. two, go. It's three, two, one, go. Three, two. I, okay. Yes. I just want to make sure Tass is we're on the same page. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Hey, okay. and Billy, before, yeah. before you close the door, will you go? Lop off one of his hands and throw it down there towards the other hands. Maybe the doggy will wander that way and they can all fight <laughs> to death. I want to return him in one piece. Oh. oh, oh. They Is won't recognize important? him if he doesn't have one yeah. of his hands. What if he has some marking that I don't know about? Oh. Uh, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So it's three, two, one, go, right? Three, two, one, go. Okay, good. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Go. And uh, we do it. And the bit is now over. <laughs> Jesus. Or is that it? was excruciating. <laughs> oh, God. Is it over? It's over. <laughs> it's over. You loved it. All right. Well, you are you able to get out of the gauntlet without effect because I just want this to be over. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I feel like we should start exploring rooms <laughs> while carrying him. You just shove your hand up his butt like he's a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, You're like, right. <laughs> gonna turn Jaw into a Muppet. <laughs> Jesus. Jaw Mupsin. <laughs> Alright, so are you guys heading back to town now? Yes. Yes, yep, Bill, we are. Bill does tell his friends, he's like, guys, I need a freaking I need a I need to go home. My wife is probably it's been like a toot. Oh no, we were home last night, right? We were home the night before, so never mind. My wife is not gonna be happy when she founds out that I died. Do you then Die. Don't exaggerate. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll sneak. You leave the bedroom window open. I'll sneak by tonight and I'll enlarge you. So it'll be. <laughs> she'll forget all about Jesus. it. Jesus. <laughs> Perfect. My God. <laughs> uh, Billy, am I, I quite, I quite understand. Uh, it was a near death experience for me too. That would shake anyone up. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my first time. I've never done that before. My dick split open, open and locusts flew out. <laughs> carpe diem, carpe diem, carpe diem. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, you got to keep doing what that's why it's good, you know, right? Always. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you keep mentioning that. Well, it happened oh, a lot. <laughs> it happened a lot. Everywhere I went, I stubbed my toe. <laughs> God damn it. Rest in peace, Trevor. Rest in peace. (laughs) He's the greatest. Yeah, he was the greatest. So you guys make your way back into town. As you're coming out of the fog fan, it's still relatively early in the day. This did not take a huge amount of time going there. Just kind of shit kicked, you know? Right. You maybe one, two o'clock in the afternoon at the latest. And as you make your way out of the fog fan with... uh, a very conspicuous, large, hairy man over Billiam's shoulder. You make your way past the Druid Circle at the north end of town. They don't usually pay much attention to you. The Druids are kind of just hanging out. Druids and Rangers just doing their weird hippie shit. 
as they do. Just doing it. But this time, they take notice. It's almost like they can smell one of their own kind, or maybe it's just the wet dog odor. Who's under that smell anywhere? Sure. And a very familiar looking gnome runs towards you. Recognize it as Whirlywind. You mean to say, what is that? Gracious, is that Joel? He was there this whole time. He was there. Mm-hmm. He was. I mean, he may have come and gone. I don't know that he was there the whole time, but that's where we found him. Mm-hmm. Spent this time trying to convince Kilcano that he was dead and gone to move on with his life. Still was here. Under our noses, I feel like such a fool. Can't ever live this down. I know how shitty you are. <sighs> I wouldn't say I did it with malice, though. Truly <laughs> believe that Jaw was gone. I had no reason to believe that he was still around. Nope, all malice. Other than the rumors of uh, werewolf attacks over the past two decades really didn't tip me off to anything. I've only heard stuff about werewolves literally since I got to town like a week ago. <laughs> and then you killed one. Mm-hmm. There you go. Someone throw his body. Uh, was he himself? What state was he in? Incoherent. Yeah, he grew. He he grew real big, and then and then really, really just fucked us up for a while. I I, I think at the end he was in a state of denial. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And then he was in a state of being dead. Did he say anything? Did he? Did he speak to you? No, that's a word. Just if lots I can of growls. Yeah. I will say, when Cecil called out his name, his eyes sort of flashed like he recognized the name. Then it went. Then he sort of made him pissed off, and he grew like two times his size. But he did recognize it for a split second. So the man was in there somewhere, wasn't he? Whatever was left of the man. I mean, he almost killed all of us. He was, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was quite dangerous. Did he have any personal effects on him? I think Let's all check. of his effects shake, were shake, personal. Shake, 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 yeah. shake, 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 shake. There were these two knives that he seemed to have been using. And I present the uh, the striking guitars. And oh, a puppy. These. Well, it wasn't a puppy, it was a dog. These, it seems, may have belonged to him. I have no knowledge of what these are. These don't, don't really strike any chord with me. He, he did at one point wear a necklace. Did he, did he still have that? I mean, if it's not here. Yeah, we'd look around his neck. We haven't... We haven't uh, done anything to the body other than carry it here so what you see is what you're getting starts rooting around the the neck area it's got the you know the the coat and stuff that's ripped and torn and it's just all messed up looking right and starts picking through because you know even without the fur this is a very hairy man and matted up and wound up in his like neck chest neck beard chest hair nonsense is a necklace with a small charm on the end, uh, with a porpoise. It's a bejeweled porpoise, like a heraldic porpoise, not just like a Lisa Frank dolphin diving through the air or something. Though that would be cool, let's be honest. And on it is an inscription that says, Ayla, my beloved. Oh, this. There can be no doubt that this was Joel. Ayla was his first victim. The first time he changed, he took her. I think that's really what broke him. 
He didn't think there was any way that he could come back and it turned him to his life. Murder up before the animal took him completely, it seems. He was a good man, though, once. He truly was. Thank you for laying him to rest. I will speak with Calcano myself. You may do what you wish, or tell the mayor. In fact, you can take this necklace as proof of his death, but please allow me to bury him with the rites of our order. Make sure that his soul is fully put to rest. Sounds good to me. Bill, take the necklace. Here's this uh, small token. Uh, a bit of my shame mixed along with it, but uh, you can have these along with those daggers that you found of his. Hands you a coin purse. Inside of said coin purse, you will find 50 gold. Ooh, Ooh. hell yeah. Nice. Adding that to the loot. Ooh. Cash, cash, money, money. Okay, we're up to 343 gold and 41 silver. Damn. Just in hey, the liquid mention, cash. All the other stuff. Yeah, that, that's just liquid cash. I'm like, a yeah, generous yeah, god. Bunch of other <laughs> stuff we have to sell. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have enough now that Cecil and Asmordrin might be able to get the potency runes for armor. Oh. We should look at that value at some point. Yeah. I don't know, man. Cecil's got the highest AC in the party still. He really does. I don't know <laughs> if you realize that, but he does. Hey. You know, uh, Tacitus, something occurred to me watching you. Uh, you, You're really good at identifying things just by looking at them. Uh, I've seen more than my share of such dungeons, yes, I suppose. What did you You have in mind? I I was thinking about it. You know, maybe if we just walk him through town, he could observe people. Maybe he could find this faceless stalker. Uh, uh, (laughs) Faceless stalker hunt. I've not attempted that in quite some time, but... I would be up for it. Ooh, that's an interesting angle. Yeah. <laughs> Side quest! Yeah. Also, on the walk back, I, I do, do I need to relate to my party that I saw that green glowing worm down in the uh, in that room? You haven't yet, so... Yeah, I don't know if that's important to tell I also the party. don't know if there's anyone here that would know what the fuck no, you're talking yeah, about No, yeah, well, is. I would explain <laughs> the first instance of it and yeah. then explain that I saw it again. Um, William, are you sure you did not dream this? Oh, I'm positive. It was there, and it's it's important. You were dead for a little bit. You I know, but 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 it was there, and then he, I saw him, and he's he's or it. Ah, oh, the ghost. Yes, I'm like sitting here thinking, like, what the fuck is he talking? Yeah, the green yeah, room that wrote, it wrote on the wall. <laughs> what the fuck is he yeah. on about? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe it's the the ghost of Otari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Before I go home, guys, I want to get a drink. <laughs> I need to drink my sorrows away. Yeah, I mean, it's five o'clock somewhere. Certainly not no Tari, yeah, we, but I we mean... We should probably go spend some money with poor Brelda. I mean, she's... Her tenants are dropping like flies. Yeah. <laughs> you guys make it back to the Rockfish, and you, you belly up to the bar. But there's an additional person here that you don't recognize. He's off in the corner. He's not making a fuss. He's not alone. So. Man in his early 30s, you might think. Uh, he's about average height, slim build, athletic build. Six feet, give or take. He's in uh, leather armor. Mostly fair-skinned. I mean, you can't really place anywhere that you would think he was from. He looks like any other dude. Maybe he got a little too much sun. You really don't know. He's got leather armor, a cloak on his chest. And you can see that he is pretty bedecked. 
with spirals on his body. Not on his body, on his clothing. So you see on his on his cloak, he's got a couple spirals that you would recognize, William, spirals of phrasma. Like uh, Yosef's holy symbol that he would carry around with him. He's got a small child with him, a girl. Somewhere between five and seven. You know, it's hard to tell. And they're silently eating. The man barely looks up to take notice of you before you come in and immediately averts his eyes when he notices that you're looking at him. What do you do? Look, Billiam, it's a ranger with a toddler animal companion. (laughs) Jesus Christ. They do feel like that sometimes, don't they? I got two. I got two of them at home. It's the protagonist of The Last of Us and his female companion. Yeah, right? Seriously. Joel? Ellie? Um. No, so, so um, you'd see that his his uh, daughter, um, I'd say her hair is maybe just past her shoulder's length. Um, you see that she wants to be, you know... Uh, she's very naturally very childlike and uh, wants to you know she's she's pretty antsy you know typical six year old at a table and uh, she's like you know you don't have to go now do you please lower your voice Atya no I don't have to go to work yet still a few more hours please finish your food as Margaret's going to yell out, "Hey, you sir, you over there? Did you did you also sell your daughter to that witch that lives up north? She looks about <laughs> the right age." As uh, you'll see him, you'll see him turn to you, and you see a you see a man that has clearly he looks. You're not sure if he's broken from adventure or broken from other means. I'm sorry, do I do I know you? I, I've honestly never been asked that before in my entire life. People usually know me or they don't. <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever met. My name's Asmodrin. I'm sorry, I don't remember asking for your name. You know, it's okay. You know, people that lived rough life, they forget things. It's fine. Mm. Jesus. Mm, no, I did not sell my daughter to some witch. I'm oh. here for some for other. Well, things. if you want to, we could introduce <laughs> you. And Bill Bill puts his hand up to Asmodeus's face. He goes, "Pardon my friend here, sir. Apologies." Which I know face? His like. face or his tummy? Yeah, mouth? his yeah. face. His actual yeah. face. Which, which flesh yeah. wound face? Yeah, yeah. Uh, his his actual face. <laughs> which orifice? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my friend here. I I could tell you're just having a rough day. I have a daughter too, and boy, do I know what it's like. Um, <laughs> I've been tempted are, to sell her to the witch half a dozen <laughs> times. <laughs> we, uh, Damn bitch won't take her. Yeah. You, I, I have, I've been in town for a while. I haven't seen you around. We are the uh, gentlemen who have been going to the gauntlet. Uh, my name is Bill. Billiam. My name is Billiam. Bill for short. Um, and uh, I don't want to disturb you, but uh, welcome. Uh, what's your name? As he'll, he'll, um, he'll stand up slowly and uh he'll turn to you and he'll put his hand out the name's marcus klim and this is my daughter atia it's That's nice to know name. someone has manners around here <laughs> i'm working on them my wife gets upset when i just barrel through conversations like some of my friends over here and he points out as mordron sorry he's sober 
<laughs> As you'll see his eyebrows raise and like, you know, kind of like a, oh my. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, these are my other friends. Oh, I'll gesture at you too, so you can introduce yourself. As I'm, he as he a, doesn't like introductions, William. Oh, true. As he'll he'll reach out his hand <laughs> to each of you if you're willing to state name. Oh, very well. Yes, um, I'm Tazus Castellan. A um, very old, decrepit-looking man in filthy clothing reaches out to grab your hand. Uh, I, I I make my way around, just observing what I can and learning what I can about dungeons and monsters and such. I'm a recent addition to this group of adventurers. Hmm, as am I. My name is Cecil. I too am from out of town, recently taking refuge here at the Rowdy Rockfish. I was called here in a dream. Yeah, I will say, uh, all my original friends are dead, and these are my new friends, so just be <laughs> careful around me, because <laughs> I have some bad luck that follows me around. But these guys seem to be fine, so maybe, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> You know what? That reminds me. Cecil also likes little girls. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Let me explain for my friend here. Was As you'll, you'll see Atia um, walk up to Cecil. How tall is Cecil? He's just six feet. <laughs> yeah, Atia's like literally probably under three feet tall. She's a baby. Yeah, she's a little, little baby. Just a little and, girl. And, uh, she goes, uh, just dad, is, is that one of those ki- kitty folks? I think they're called. <laughs> um, n- no, they they go by Amarins, but that's only if you're accepted by them. Uh, most people call them cat folks, little one. She goes, okay, can I call you kitty folk? Cecil will smile and be like, sure you can. And what is your name? I'm Atya. <laughs> As Mordrin bends down and whispers to her, he's actually a gnoll. Because the thing is, like, the you could tell Marcus doesn't want to, like, extend the conversation longer than need be, just because he does, he's not, uh, he's not, doesn't know you all all that well. And he'll <laughs> By eventually, all that well, he means at all. At all. Uh, <laughs> so he'll eventually, uh, he'll eventually say, I, I actually do believe I'm here for one of your former comrades who fell billion as you see him pull out a, a sheet of paper um, rough of like rough parchment that looks like it's definitely seen some travel as he uh, he puts it on the table and unfolds it and you see like the blueprint of an arm with a chain attached uh, to it yeah I recognize this he goes do you know I can perhaps procure it? I'm here to retrieve it, to return it to Absalom. Oh, well, I have some bad news for you, my friend. The only thing left, and Bill pulls out Yosef's foot out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot oh you had that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, this is all that's left. His name was Yosef. Uh, it's, not, it's not quite everything. I have his tail here in my pack. Hold on, I'll, I'll grab it for you. As you see, his eye, he starts to look very concerned. He goes, Atia, would you mind waiting outside, darling? Oh, okay, Atia, Dan. right across the road is my house. <laughs> Sounds so weird. My daughter lives there. She's probably playing outside. If you, if, if it's okay with your dad, feel across free to play. Across the street from the bar. Yeah, I don't know where we live in comparison to the bar. Probably close. 
Uh, close, close enough. It's a small town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's probably throwing rocks or something. If you see her, no one my kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's an evil old relic that his kids love to color in. Why don't you go help them? <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, and he'll he'll say that, and he goes, yeah, Yosef fell in the gauntlet. It was very sad. We were fighting uh, Lurker and Light. Sent out a bunch of its little. Didn't Tooth Fairy demon things. Didn't that ghoul eat his arm? The one he's looking for? No. Mm-mm. Took uh, a bite out of him. Yeah, I took a bite <laughs> out of him. But he got he got ripped apart by the little by the little fairy by the little Tooth Fairies. Ripped tooth, apart by Tooth, tooth fairies. fairies. Yeah. Such yeah. an ignoble way to go. I know, uh, yeah. So, Amen. They're vicious. I can, answer, I can answer any questions you have about him. He was a good dear friend of mine. Hmm. It was um I didn't want to interrupt anything you guys were doing as if, you know, I'm probably going to need some quite a bit of information. I'm, I'm to extract this magically. He goes, I don't necessarily need the physical object. I can try to do so through ritual as long as I have enough pieces of Yosef. Yes. Well, well, you can't we took have most it, of him to can... the Dawnflower. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We also did, I don't mean, he's buried somewhere because we brought his bloody yep, goop yep. to Brelda. Mm-hmm. So Pretty Bill much was just over. giblets by the point you brought yeah. him back home. Yeah, but if he's saying he only needs a couple parts. Um, also, unless Brelda has uh, cleared out his room upstairs, you, I'm sure you could look through his stings upstairs if that's helpful. No, that might, might help in the investigation. Sure. Anything is appreciated. Yeah, of course. Well, we're just here to drink, and then I gotta go home to my wife, so... Um, it's been a long day. So let me know how I can help. I don't want to keep you from your food. Uh, so it's it's fine, and I apologize, uh, Cecil. She's hasn't... I don't believe she's ever seen a no before. Oh, don't worry about it. A lot, a lot of people have. Hmm. Yeah, I'll admit you're my first. Jesus. <laughs> Why'd you gotta say it like that? <laughs> because he's Christian and he's playing somebody that's weirder than he is. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I did not know this Yosef person, but is your interest in him merely this uh, weapon that was attached to him? Or is, do you have some other connection to him? It was no mere weapon. This was a relic bestowed to him by Phrasma herself. And so the Spiral Shrine wishes to see its return so that they have other plans with it. But uh, this is my first outing outside of Absalom, and I'm to return the relic if at all possible. If it's not possible, then I can return with that information as well. I'm not expecting to succeed, but here's for trying, you know? I, I, I had fully intended to enchant his tail as a magic weapon. I'm sure he would love for that to go back. Uh, when we're when you're convening with the Lady of Graves, you may as well go to a grave. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll probably head there later tonight. W- what is the time of day, Game Master? Uh, it's about early afternoon, so somewhere between like two and three o'clock at the latest. It's still fairly hmm. early. All right. I'll probably. Um, would it be fair to say he's visited the Dawnflower uh, when he got here? Or I would, he I would say so. I mean, I'm, actually. I would imagine he came directly here. Um, 
the trip, depending, I guess, how how long it took him to get here, because you you would have come up. Because hmm, like the Dawnflower Library is yes. one of the yeah, things exactly. you'd see first. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would say yes. You're familiar with it. I don't know that you would have stopped by. You would have had time to, if that's what you say your character would have done. You definitely would have had time to do so. Okay. Because I noticed you all have a temple to Serenray in this town. Um, I think that's what we're saying. Um, do you think they'd be able to escort me to the graveyard to procure Yosef's body? If it's or for a good cause, I? I don't see why not. Thank you. You should probably ask for uh, Vandy. She's uh, she's uh, the head cleric there, I believe. She's the one we always deal with anyway. Mm-hmm. And you'll actually see him pull out a, a small writing set. Yes, Vandy Vandash. Right, thank you. She's really funny, guys. Remember the time she yelled at everyone for going after, told everyone to go after that death knight and then yelled at them for doing it? <laughs> She's a crack up. She's a hoot. <laughs> yes, you're a. Yes, do you mind if I ask where you hail from as, as more, as more, I'm sorry, I'm terrible. As Mordren. As Mordren. Do you mind if I ask uh, where you hail from? I don't entirely remember, to tell you the truth. It's, it's a little fuzzy. Mm. But I, I stayed in Absalom for a while. I, I lived there for a good many years. But I, I don't remember exactly where I sprung into being at. Hmm. All right. I know many, many flesh warps come from the mana wastes, or maybe from there. I don't remember. Yeah, the impossible lands often make it would make sense and explain your alchemical. I'm assuming he's kind of covered in alchemical goods. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Okay, he was like, would explain your alchemical knowledge you possess. Hmm. Well, all right. I guess I'll probably head there. Later on today, I did hear of this, this, I heard very little of this gauntlet. Has it caused much more trouble than all? The only thing I've ever heard was that there was some sort of undead disturbance at the graveyard. That information made its way even to Absalom. Oh yeah, definitely don't go there. There's ghost lasers and big swamp creatures and grave knights. It's a whole mess. Just avoid that place at all costs. Strongly but you all advise you do not go. Yes. But you all go there, yes? We yes, go together as a team. Even today, we barely made it out with our lives. I died twice. <laughs> That's <laughs> Bill, terrible. Bill holds two fingers up. <laughs> to be fair, at this point, even I am starting to become weary. It is exceptionally dangerous inside, and I find myself weighing the cost of... The information I get from my dreams being worth the service I offer to the town, it is a heavy burden. Hmm. One that has already claimed several in the last several weeks. He kind of narrows his eyes and stares down into his drink. Well, if you are to head back inside of there and there are any undead threats, I think my services may actually be of use to you. And there might even be more information regarding... Yosef, and perhaps this relic, maybe other things that could be of interest if there is more undead threats. The Spiral Shrine and Absalom would want to know. How do you feel about undead allies? Hmm. Not very keen. Why? 
No reason. I just 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 thinking out loud. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hmm. Do you have a place to stay yet while you're here in town? Some place we may find you later on. I have housing here at the Rowdy Rockfish. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, Bramley could use the money, that's for sure. But yes, I'll probably head there later this evening and see what I can find. It was a pleasure meeting you all, and wait, wait, William, wait. thank you for your generous uh, friendship for the for Atia. Of Much course. Appreciated. And when you say you're going to head there later this evening, you don't mean the gauntlet, right? Of course not. Okay, the, the, I'm just making sure, because we just told you not to go there, and then you said, I'm going to head there this evening. I just want to make no, sure we're no, on no. the same page here. No, the, the graveyard. Perfect, okay, okay. Go meet this Vandy. Bill puts his hand out to shake his hand, and... And, uh, and he'll shake yeah. it. Bill swivels his chair back to the bar top and drinks his drink. That's fantastic. Very nice to meet you. And I hope we will see each other again in the boneyard. I hope it doesn't have to come to that. But, <laughs> yes. I have to forgive him. I think we've lost like two people in just as many days. <laughs> hmm. It's been a very it's emotionally heavy couple mm-hmm. of days. And he'll go back to his meal and and uh, finish up and you'll see that he's very regimented like he he takes the takes Atia's plate after a few bites and then places it like perfectly on top of it and uh, like puts the fork and knife at the proper angle and like he's just and he even like kind of wipes down his his own area and takes the he goes and takes the food up to the the bartender or or um wherever, wherever the front of front of house is to interact with the front of house uh, which probably is very strange for uh, like a tavern setting, but yeah, you know. very much. Mm-hmm. Brelda is very used to doing literally everything for these absolute foul bachelor frogs that are living here. <laughs> As uh, he'll approach, he'll approach the uh, the the owner. He goes, uh, "Here you are," and he'll even have the the two like wooden cups on there. He goes, "Here you are." Oh, no need for you to do that. I got to come and garden it for you. Oh, I even have help now. My son's home. Did you did you hear my son's home? He's been no, gone for so I, long. He's back. Uh, was he on business or? He disappeared two years ago. Uh, he, he, we found him down in the gauntlet. He was being used as a battery for a ghost laser. I thought he disappeared like six months ago. I was just no, going to say been gone two for years. two years. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um. And do you mind if I ask how long he's been back? You you said how long ago was this when you returned him? Uh yesterday. <laughs> oh, far too soon for questioning. It was, but if you don't mind, after a week or so, do you mind if I ask him questions about this undead laser beam? Oh, battery. Whatever, as long as you don't take him away from me again, then I, I'd, I'd have to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> and she's still giggling to herself as she takes the plates and heads back into the kitchen with him. And he'll he'll put five, probably five or six copper down. And, uh, and you see a, a boisterous red-haired dwarf um, that is shaven, strangely enough, because his beard was in such disarray. He is going to be restarting it from scratch. Mm-mm-mm. Right. It's bad. When a dwarf has to shave, it's rough, man. And he comes out, he's like, looks like it's it's fresh. 
hammer and tongs. I just cannot believe I had to get rid of it. Forty years of growth. Befouled. Just a couple of years in a hole. He just kind of grumbles and heads off to the kitchen. He's, gonna, he's probably going to go back up to his room and go about his business. Day continues on. The party has their drinks, has their meals, heads back to their various places, their homes. The sun begins to set. And I would imagine that Marcus is starting to get antsy. Mm-hmm. And he starts to think back to just a couple days ago, really. Closes his eyes and remembers. You can see a man in Spartan living quarters. You recognize it as, as Marcus. Camera pans down to him. He's reading. The bones fall in a spiral. The voice comes uh, from another room as Marcus is deep in thought, contemplation. Marcus! Marcus stands up quickly from his desk and snaps to attention. Uh, yes, Inquisitor. Oh, stop the formalities. Come, High Priest has summoned you. Oh, yeah, and why can't my father not come down here and tell me himself? Oh, that's, that's right. Marcus, that's right. not today. You know that the two of you still haven't spoken since well. You know. Oh, no, I must have forgot. I, I like it when you tell the story, Aram. That's enough. You're going to see him right now, and that's it. Marcus can tell uh, the man's demeanor. He's very impatient, frustrated, irritated. And he follows him through the halls of a grand shrine until he arrives at the office of the high priest. And the doors to this large office open to reveal the high priest in a massive chair, similar to the ones depicted uh, with Phrasma as she passes judgment in the boneyard. Aram and this older man enter and close the doors behind them. High priest Travost, your summon has arrived. And uh, this other man who is facing away turns slowly while you hear chalk being run across a slate. And as he turns, he shows this slate to them. And it reads, be seated. Well, since you asked so nicely, father. On the desk, there's a small trunk. It's well-worn, weathered. One of the buckles that holds it shut has been almost completely severed. Several of the corners are battered, almost to the point of bursting. The high priest puts his hand on the top of the chest and turns it over, reveal a key, and holds it out to Marcus. What in the nine hells is this? Marcus snatches the key from his father's hand and hurriedly opens the lock on the chest. Your father has decided that even though your life is your life is not at its best place right now, it would only cause further harm to wait any longer to reveal this. As Marcus opens the chest, flinging it so quickly that the lid almost completely flies off, irreparably damaging it. He reveals a well-worn set of leather armor, some robes, uh, a dagger emblazoned with Phrasma's spiral of life, with a jewel pommel 
absolutely finely crafted weapon. He could only assume that this was his father's adventuring gear. You told me that all of your adventuring gear had been destroyed all those years ago. Before he finishes uh, speaking those words, the chalk is at it again. The tablet reads as he turns it back to him. No, I said it had been put to rest. Turns back. Phrasma has given me your first task. You will be recovering one of the lady's personal relics. The older man pulls a a moth-eaten piece of vellum from a pocket in his robe and unrolls it to reveal a schematic that resembles a spiked chain. And what of Atia? You may take her with you. The assignment is a little more than two days' travel. You have one week's expenses paid for at the Rowdy Rockfish in Otari. Well, that just sounds like a wonderful place for my (laughs) six-year-old. Don't let the name fool you. Otari's a quaint little fishing village, and uh, that's probably the nicest establishment in the entire town. It's not Otari that's the issue either. There's the issue of the abandoned keep a bit to the north, though if you stay well away, it shouldn't be an issue. I guess I could use a change of scenery. The slate turns and reads, Good, your boat leaves tonight. It's midday. Um, You see Marcus walking through the Ivy District of Absalom. Sticks out like a sore thumb against the wealthy and the well-heeled, the well-to-do of Absalom. And he walks up the steps of the vault of Abadar itself. Underdressed, but with a confidence in his stride, he approaches the information desk and waits to be served. Well, hello, welcome. Uh, Oh, Mr. Marcus Klim. Spare me the formalities. I'm here to see my sister. The woman he's speaking to places her hand on an orb for a few seconds and falls silent, looking as if she's concentrating on something. She nods her head a few times, almost imperceptibly, and releases her grip on the orb. She will be with you in a few minutes. Please wait here. Marcus spends his time uh, admiring the architecture that he's seen so many times before. They really did spare no expense when they built this place. After a few minutes, he hears the receptionist again. You may see her now. Takes him well over a minute to traverse the labyrinthine interior that is the Vault of Avatar until he arrives in a hallway where each door extending from it is guarded by two very well-armed champions of Avatar. Name? Marcus Klim. She will see you now. The guard opens the door to reveal Marcus's sister, dressed in fine clothing. The door opens to reveal a woman dressed in fine clothing, worth the monthly salary of even a well-to-do man. She stands up and gestures Marcus inside. Doors close. The woman's professional posture relaxes as she approaches Marcus and wraps him in a heartfelt embrace. Oh, what's wrong? Ever since, you know, you never stopped by. Unannounced, no less. It's nice to see you too, Novella. 
father summoned me to his chambers today. She pulls back away from him, and her brow is furrowed, and there's a genuine look of concern on her face as she looks at her brother. I thought the two of you weren't on speaking terms. We are not. But he insists that I have a change of scenery. <laughs> a change of scenery? As in, but leave Absalom? What of Artia? It'll be fine. We'll only be two days travel away. Have you heard of the town of Otari? A novella looks like she is in uh, deep thought for a moment. You mean that small fishing town with the strange mayoral voting system? <laughs> yes, that's that's the one. Camera cuts away out the office window, and we as we see the siblings continuing to talk, uh, their tenseness kind of melting away a bit. Camera zooms out away from them, fades back to black. Now we're at the docks of Absalom. It's evening. The camera is blocked by a boat that moves away to reveal Marcus and Atia walking hand in hand along along the dock. Atia tongues out in her father's head. Are we there yet? No, sweet pea. Now where is Doc 16? Marcus! Marcus! Ah, there it is. Marcus! A, a man in very fine Again, fine clothes, uh, the best silks, uh, making up his 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 shirt and and, and breeches. Approaches Marcus and Atia. Avilius, what are you doing here? Novella told me you are pre- you are preparing for your final barrister exams and to not disturb you. I'm almost offended, brother. How are you, though, my little Atia? Hi, Uncle Vilius. You can hear somebody yelling at the top of their lungs as they shake a, a bell in their hand. Boom, boom, last call for Atari. Oh, sorry, that's us, Vilius. I'll tell you everything that happened first upon my return. Marcus picks up his bags and uh, pulls his daughter along. Vilius calls to him as he walks away. Is that a promise? Should Phrasma's fate allow it, brother? I promise, as he waves. And with that, we get to find out who this mysterious new member of the party is when we come back next week. Ooh, wow. So interesting. All right. I'm so interested. That was the so. longest vignette that we've had. <laughs> well, we haven't had a vignette in quite some time. Yeah. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc., used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>